What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Built with Beck, your health and fitness podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Naveed, and this is going to be potentially, potentially an episode that ruffles some feathers, but I hope it's not. I hope this is just an episode that will open your eyes because I do think the topic of fasted cardio, intermittent fasting for fat loss, really just fasting in general, has been kind of a popular topic in the fitness space for the past couple of years especially. So I'm excited to dive into the idea of fed versus fasted cardio for fat loss today. Now we're just going to go ahead and get on into it, but I want to point out a special reminder of the context that I'm talking about in this episode. This episode is just referring to the topic of fed versus fasted cardio for fat loss. So I'm not talking about looking at your blood work markers. I'm not talking about digestion. I am talking specifically about if you are in a dieting phase and you're not sure if you should do fed or fasted cardio, what should you base your decision on? That's the context of this episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. What if I told you this could be the shortest episode I've ever released because I could answer the question, should you be doing fed or fasted cardio for fat loss goals? I can answer it right now. It doesn't matter. There you go. Case closed. End of the episode. Obviously, I'm kidding. I'm going to elaborate a little bit. But long story short, it doesn't really matter for your physique goals if you do your cardio fed or fasted. But this doesn't mean there aren't any differences between fed or fasted cardio. It just means that the differences are inconsequential for fat loss or physique goals specifically. But I personally do my cardio sessions fasted most of the time. So I'll explain why throughout this episode. Now let's set the scene and then we're going to do a little bit of defining here. To see fat loss, we know that we need to be in a calorie deficit, right? If this is news to you, I would definitely encourage you to hit pause on this episode and check out episode 14 on fat loss. But if you know that we need a calorie deficit for fat loss, you know that that means we need to be burning more energy than we are consuming, right? Keeping in mind that we burn most of our calories during the day just by existing and just by general non-exercise movement just by living your lifestyle, okay? But in terms of a calorie deficit, if we know we have to be in a consistent calorie deficit for a considerable amount of time to see fat loss, it's important to know that there are two ways you can create a calorie deficit. Method number one is by moving a little more, and method number two is by eating a little bit less. A little bit of both typically is the sweet spot for sustainable fat loss, meaning If I'm putting a client into a diet, I will probably lower their food a bit and increase their step goal a bit, as opposed to a more significant drop in their food or a more significant increase in their movement. But as long as we understand that you need to be in a calorie deficit for fat loss and you can put yourself in a deficit by either moving more or eating less, we're good to move forward. So when we're chatting about cardio, Cardio, whether it be fed or fasted, is going to fall into the move more bucket, okay? And that's what we're going to be chatting about here. So when we're talking about being in a calorie deficit, if we know that we can do that by moving more and or eating less, 
Cardio, again, is going to fall into that move more bucket. So for the remainder of the episode, we're not really going to be chatting as much about the idea of eating in a calorie deficit. We're going to be talking about that movement component. So let's kind of circle back to that short answer I gave at the beginning of this week's episode that honestly, it doesn't really matter for the end goal of fat loss or your physique changes if you perform your cardio fed or fasted. The reason being for the purposes of fat loss, movement is movement. And movement doesn't become less effective based on whether or not you have food in your system, given that your calorie consumption overall for that day is equal. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you're dieting and you are aiming for a calorie goal of 1,800 calories per day. It doesn't matter for the purposes of fat loss if you eat all 1,800 calories before noon, if you eat all 1,800 calories after noon, or if you eat all 1,800 calories spread evenly throughout the day. As long as you're eating the 1,800 calories every day consistently, you'll lose the same rate of body fat. It's the same idea for cardio. Now for general lifestyle clients, meaning not for physique competitors or people who have to get to very, very unsustainably lean physiques for a competition, most people don't perform like full-on cardio sessions for fat loss every single day. Most typically will have maybe a general step goal or a movement goal that they reach each day, and then maybe some additional cardio sessions that don't count towards steps a few times a week. So most of my clients, for example, average about maybe three cardio sessions per week in a deficit. So what by this, I mean I will lower their food a little bit, I will maybe increase their step goal, and then as we get through the deficit, I'll maybe add in two to three cardio sessions per week so that we can continue the momentum in the fat loss phase. Now, as long as all other factors are equal, meaning the calorie consumption's the same, the overall steps is the same, it doesn't really matter when they perform these three cardio sessions. They can can perform these three cardio sessions at any point during the week. And again, given all other factors are equated, they'll see the same rate of progress. Doesn't matter if they're doing their cardio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, you get the idea. As long as across the span of the week, calories consumed and calories expended are equal, the progress is gonna happen. Now, this same idea of looking at fasted cardio across a week applies also to fasted cardio or just cardio across a day, meaning you're not going to burn more calories doing cardio if you do it at 6 a.m. versus if you do it at 6 p.m. as long as you're you know, expending the same amount of effort or intensity in that exercise. And this is something you might notice I'm kind of offering a lot of like Qualifiers, I'm offering kind of a lot of like fine print, if you will, um, as I'm saying these things won't make a difference. You know, I'm saying things like, given your calorie consumption is the same, we'll talk a little bit more about that further on in the episode and what I mean by that. But by and large, if all of the other factors are equated, it doesn't matter when you do your cardio, you're still going to be burning the same amount of calories. And this is why it doesn't really matter if you do your cardio fed or fasted. As long as your intake and expenditure is equated, it's not going to impact your progress. However, there are some differences between fed and fasted cardio that might impact your choice, not because of the efficacy of that cardio is going to be any different, but maybe some of these factors are valuable to you. 
So I'm going to be outlining first some pros of fed cardio sessions. So this just means if you are doing your cardio with food in your system, you have eaten that day. I'll then go into a list of pros of fasted cardio. So the idea that you are doing your cardio first thing in the morning, you have no food in your system. And then I'll just wrap up with maybe a couple little examples for myself, and then we'll put a bow on it and call it good. So let's head into some of the pros of fed cardio sessions during a fat loss phase. Pro number one is you can work your cardio in at any point of day. It doesn't really matter when you do it. It gives you more flexibility. Think of it this way. If you're limiting yourself to only performing fasted cardio, you have to do your cardio first thing in the morning, right? So while that works for some people, that very well might not work for all people. So it might work for the college student who lives right down the street from the school gym. They can walk down the street. They can hop on the treadmill, hop on the stationary bike, hop on the Stairmaster. They have time to shower, eat breakfast, and then go to class. But maybe for the mom who has to get three kids out the door, take them to school, maybe she doesn't have time to wake up, perform 30 minutes of cardio, where go for a run or whatever before getting her kids ready for the day. You see what I'm saying? And so this is one thing where if you choose, hey, I'm just going to do cardio whenever it works, regardless of whether or not it's fasted, that might work better for your schedule. Another pro is that in some ways, you don't have to think so much about when you're doing your cardio. You don't really have to work your schedule around it because you can do it whenever. And so aside from the actual logistical flexibility of like, I can work it in whenever, that might also be a really helpful like mental component for some people. It might not overwhelm them as much. It might just make it easier to get done if you can have that flexibility. And then third, you will feel fed, (laughs) like you're not going to be hungry doing your cardio. And so this might be a little bit more enjoyable for you to do. Um, You might dread the cardio less if you're the type that wakes up and is hungry right away. You might be happier doing your cardio if you have some food on your system. Um, And then finally, and this is one of the kind of little caveats I was mentioning before where I was speaking about as long as the effort and intensity is equal between fasted and fed, for some people, you might perform your cardio better. You might bring higher intensity, maybe walking faster, running faster, biking faster, doing the stairs at a higher, you know, faster rate. You might be able to do that if you have food in your system. Some people might really struggle bringing intensity to their cardio if they are fasted. So if you are the type of person that will perform better with food in your system, then it would probably be better for your long-term progress to do the cardio when you have food in your system. Those are some of the initial pros of fed cardio. You'll notice none of these are talking about physiological benefits to your body or to your physique or to your fat loss goals. These are more so related to your preferences, your lifestyle, your tendencies, and things of that nature. The same is going to go for pros of fasted cardio. So let's look at why people might choose fasted cardio. Number one, because you're restricted to doing your fasted cardio first thing in the morning, it might hold you accountable to just get it done. If you're the type of person that's like, nope, I absolutely know I'm not going to do my cardio at the end of the day. I'm not going to do it after work. I'm not going to do it when I'm tired. I'm not going to do it if I've been, you know, like if I have to get kids homework done, if I have to make dinner, like I'm not doing the cardio if I have to do all of those things then you might benefit from doing your cardio fasted because it's just another measure of accountability. It's just another kind of 
hurdle you have to jump over to make sure it gets done. And so it might hold you accountable better than if doing the cardio was a free-for-all. Another pro to fasted cardio is depending on your eating schedule, depending on what your body is used to, you might not feel super hungry as soon as you wake up. A lot of people start to feel hungry maybe an hour or so after waking. So if you're able to get up and get moving, get your cardio done ASAP, you could likely do the cardio or at least start the cardio before you start getting too hungry. So this can be really helpful because we know that in a dieting phase, hunger is to be expected, at least some degree of hunger at times. So it can help you kind of get ahead of that issue of doing cardio hungry if you do it right when you wake up. Another benefit of fasted cardio is you're just ripping the band-aid off. Listen, I don't like doing cardio as much as the next person, so I personally prefer to just do it first thing in the morning. It also kind of sets me off up for the rest of the day feeling proud, I feel accomplished, and I just know like the hard part's done. I already did it. I don't have to think about it when I get home. It's just tackling a goal first thing in the morning can be a positive thing for many people. Another pro is that in a deficit, like I mentioned, you're going to be hungry and you're likely going to be a little extra hungry after doing your cardio because you've just spent, you know, 20 to 40 minutes uh, burning calories essentially. So I personally like doing my cardio first thing in the morning because I know I'm eating breakfast right after. Like I know food is on its way, right? If I did my cardio in the middle of the afternoon, I would probably start getting hungry a little sooner than I otherwise would have without the cardio, and I might not have another meal immediately after. And if you think about like the three main meals of the day, I personally keep snacking to a minimum in a dieting phase, so I really am eating like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, sometimes a small snack in the afternoon. But breakfast is really the only meal that I can like consistently do cardio before. I can't consistently do cardio before lunch because that's the middle of the workday. What if a call comes up? What if I'm doing check-ins with clients? That's also sometimes when I work out. Like it's just harder to wiggle that into the middle of the day. But it's also unlikely that I would consistently be able to perform my cardio sessions right before dinner because guess what? I'm usually cooking dinner, right? Or spending time with Daniel or wrapping up work. What if I'm going out to get dinner with friends? It's just unreliable as the day goes on for me personally. So for me, if I know, okay, I'm probably going to be extra hungry after cardio, it would be wise to put my cardio before a meal. It makes sense that I would want to do that before I eat breakfast. So for me, it helps to plan my cardio to be done first thing in the morning. But one final pro of performing fasted cardio is that it does slightly delay your eating window, which can be helpful. It's not full-blown intermittent fasting necessarily, but think about it, and I, I can use myself as an example. So I'm in my dieting phase right now, right? And I'm eating roughly 1750 to 1800 calories a day for this dieting phase. I personally wake up between 6 and 6.15, um, and I'm typically awake until, let's say, 9.30 to 10 on average. So if I'm currently dieting at about 1750 to 1800 calories, and I'm up at 6, if I were to start eating breakfast, and I ate my first meal at 6.30 in the morning, I can promise you, I am going to be hungry again well before lunchtime. I will probably be very hungry again if I'm eating at 6.30 by 10, 10.30, okay? But 
If instead I'm not starting breakfast, but I'm starting my cardio when I get up and moving at 6.30, I would finish, you know, maybe I start between 6.30 and 6.45. I'm finished around 7.15 and I start putting breakfast together. At that point, I'm eating breakfast, like sitting down and eating, finishing my meal closer to 8 a.m., right? It does buy me a little bit more time and it can hold me over for a little bit longer, Because it's helpful, think about it, when you're doing your cardio, you're distracted, right? You're not, well, hopefully you're distracting yourself during cardio. Um, I like to watch a show or um, read through check-ins or whatever it might be, but like distract myself during the 30 minutes or so. Um, And so it can be helpful to kind of postpone your first meal a little bit because it will likely help you kind of, again, stave off that hunger a little bit. So I know for me, if I start eating around 8 a.m., again, not a crazy fast. I hadn't even, I've been up for a little less than two hours at that point. It can be helpful for me to not be super, super hungry again by 10 a.m. or something. If I eat at 8, I'm typically good to go until about like 11.30 or um, even like pushing 12 at times in this dieting phase. And so that's just a helpful way for me to structure my day. But I will say, I have done diets where I do fasted cardio first thing in the morning, and I have done diets where I do not do fasted cardio first thing in the morning. Right now, my form, I'm not actually doing any like formal cardio sessions. I'm just going for walks and they count towards my step goal. Now, if I get further into the fat loss phase and my progress starts to slow down and I need to kind of increase that deficit a bit, I will likely add in some cardio sessions. And don't hold me to it, but I don't think I will continue to do fasted cardio for this deficit. I think I will continue to obviously do my morning walk, but that walk will count towards my step goals. And at least the way that I program cardio for my clients and for myself in a deficit is these cardio sessions do not count towards steps. They are supposed to be additional bouts of movement during the week. So my current morning walk, which I do fasted, will still count towards steps. That won't be my formal cardio sessions, but I anticipate that for this dieting phase, I will not do fasted cardio. I will probably do my cardio sessions after I work out at the gym. The reason behind not doing fasted cardio and instead doing fed cardio is nothing to do with the progress or the success in my fat loss phase. It has nothing to do with the unique benefits of fasted or fed cardio. It will be 100% because of convenience. The reason that I did, I'll use my last dieting phase as an example, because I did fasted cardio consistently for that dieting phase. The reason I did that was because I was living at my parents' house for a year and they have a treadmill. So I would just go downstairs to their home gym and I would take off my step tracker. I would do a 30 minute like incline walk. That would be my cardio session. Like it was just very convenient for me. I would then put my step tracker back on and then just make sure I get my 10K steps during the day. But now that I am not living with them anymore, I have like a little walking pad that, you know, I can keep in my office, but it doesn't incline and it doesn't go very fast. So it's, Like I'm not going to drive to the gym basically first thing in the morning so I can do my cardio fasted. I'm just going to get my steps in at home. I'll go for my 30-minute walk. And then after a couple gym sessions during the week, I will probably just stay at the gym a little longer and get in my cardio sessions. Again, it is not because of any inherent benefits or differences in fed versus fasted cardio. It's purely from convenience. I'm not going to drive to the gym just so I can do my cardio before I eat something. I would rather get my steps in and then eat a meal, go to the gym, and just finish my cardio then while I'm already at the gym. 
However, if you were the type of person who likes to do your cardio by running, or if you have a bike and you want to go biking, you could totally do that in the morning, right? But I do not run and I don't have a bike, so I will be going to the gym for my cardio sessions. Might also do them on like a a rest day or something, but the point is one of my main determining factors on whether or not I will do my cardio fed or fasted is purely convenience. So don't miss the forest for the trees. If you're in a dieting phase, don't get so wrapped up and overwhelmed on whether you're doing the cardio fed or fasted. Just do the cardio. Just follow the basics and you're going to see the progress. So I know this was definitely a shorter episode than previous weeks, but we got to keep it a little mixed up, you know, and honestly, there's just not that much that needs to be covered as far as fed or fasted cardio goes again, in the context of dieting. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I know that we are approaching the new year and that many people tend to adopt fat loss goals as the new year rolls in. So if you are heading into a dieting phase and you will likely, you know, be considering opting in some cardio sessions or you're already doing cardio for a fat loss phase, I hope that this was helpful. If you have any further questions or comments on cardio sessions, fat loss phases, all of the things, I would love to hear from you. My contact information is always in the show notes, so you can find my Instagram as well as my email and our website, which will show you more information related to our one-on-one nutrition and training coaching program. So you can find that information in the show notes. I would love to hear from you as always, but that's all we've got time for today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.